Hey guys, you're listening to the Marriage and Ministry Podcast, the podcast where we equip and encourage marriages and those who are ministering together. Welcome to episode 10. 10. It's the last episode, actually, of our first season of the Marriage and Ministry Podcast. Yeah, so crazy. It is crazy. It is crazy, just like 2020. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I saw a meme this week that was Marty McFly and Doc Brown, and it... He said, no matter what, the first rule is never set it to 2020. Never. It's been yeah. rough. God's got to be doing some amazing things. That's all I keep thinking. Well, okay. So we've had a global pandemic. We have had, obviously, um, police brutality. We've mm-hmm. had a lot of demonstrating. We've had protests and even mm-hmm. riots. Uh, we have had political unrest. We have an election coming up. Mm-hmm. We have even killer hornets that are out there. I mean, <laughs> what else could happen? Well, and we've point? lost a lot of really good men yeah. of God. You know, Robbie it's, Zacharias just passed away. Yeah, Tim, Tim Keller, Keller now just has found cancer. out he has yeah pancreatic cancer. We don't know how bad that is. Right. Um, he just found out about it, at, like, through happenstance, actually. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we're praying that maybe it's not as bad you know, um, and treatment, treatment will help. But yeah, it's just been a rough, a rough year, yeah. you know, kids aren't, you know, finishing school like they thought summer plans are getting canceled. Yeah. How Churches lame was... aren't even able to gather like we normally would. Yeah. Like how lame was everyone's graduation this year? Yeah, hey, it's... congrats from home. Even American Idol, they announced it from home. I mean, yeah. everything is just really off. lackluster with American Idol, I got to admit. <laughs> I was very happy that just Sam won though. That yes, was pretty exciting. It's she's, so cool. She's my favorite. Yeah. Well, but God is still faithful, right? I mean, yeah. We don't want to end on that negative note. I mean, 2020 is a bust for sure, but God is still good. God um, is sovereign. And so faithful. And he knew that all of this would happen. Yeah. It's not a surprise. So yeah. we can rest in his care and in his leading. Yeah. So Right on. Well, um, we are excited about the the end of season one, not because the season's ending, but because we're going to do some fun stuff over the summer, and then in the fall we'll be kicking off season two. And yeah. so we'll have a little bit of a teaser for season two in the next few weeks, but really excited about that as we kind of dial into some other topics. So that'll be fun. Mm-hmm. And we have some surprises coming up over the summer. So Woo-woo. that's cool. It's a summer su- surprise. Yeah, summer surprise. <laughs> um, but today is probably the most popular topic of questions that we've gotten from our listeners. Yeah, it's kind of crazy, actually, just looking over some of these questions, how many are oriented towards, you know, pastor's wives. Yeah. Um, yeah, being a ministry as a pastor's wife. So yeah, very ambiguous position. So um, today's episode is a Q&A and you've sent in your questions to our, our email marriage and ministry podcast at gmail.com or you've gone to our Instagram marriage.ministry and you've sent in those questions. So we really want to be faithful to our listeners and answer the questions you've put out there. And there may be some additional questions that you have. We'd love to answer those kind of, you know, in between seasons. So if you have additional questions, please ask them. We will do our best to answer them. If it's a reply email, if it's on the show, if it's, uh, you know, through social media. But today the topic is the pastor's wife. So why is this this such um, such a controversial or loaded topic? I think it's such a hot topic because, um, we as pastor's wives find ourselves in a position that's really hard to maneuver sometimes. Yeah. Um, and 
we're not the ones that are necessarily called to be a pastor at a church. Totally. Right? But we're married to the man who is. Yeah. So what does that mean for us? What does that look like for us? Do we have to be involved? If we don't, how do we, you know, how do we uh, defend that? (laughs) Right. You know, um, and so it's just, it's a really awkward but beautiful place to be. Mm-hmm. Um, it can be a place of such honor yeah. um, and love and respect, but it can also be a place of um, sweeping judgments yeah. um, and just unrealistic, unrealistic expectations that people have on you. Sure. And so you get married, just speaking from a, a, the wife's point of view here, you get married, right? Your husband is now called into full-time ministry and suddenly you're like, oh no, okay. Um, I didn't expect that. Right. Right. Um, or maybe you did expect it. Maybe you, maybe you got married knowing that your husband was going to be a pastor or he was already a pastor. And now you find yourself going, um, how do I, how do I fulfill this role? Sure. And what does that look like for me? I've often heard the pastor's wife, um, also called the first lady, you know, gag me. Um, yeah. Well, what I've heard is they're either the first lady or the last lady. Yes. They're either given over over amount of respect or no respect at all. Right, right. Yeah, and then there's also in between. Sure. Well, I would say like you know that's that's totally right on. I think that the Bible clearly shows us what an elder and a deacon and a deacon's wife what their what their calling looks like. Yeah, I was gonna um, say there's no real biblical. Yeah. You know, explanation for the role of a pastor's wife. Yeah. I mean, we would say she shouldn't violate anything that an elder's called to or a deacon's called to. You know, she's not. She's not. So we believe in the complementarian position um, when it comes to gender roles. We we believe that God has called men. Um, Jesus specifically called men to follow Him. Um, when we look at the idea of the the bishop, the overseer, the elder the pastor, that, that from what we see and interpret biblically in the New Testament, that is to be a man. Are there exceptions in the Old Testament when there wasn't a man stepping up of someone who led Israel? Sure. There's those examples that are very, very exceptional examples, but you don't see any of those examples in the New Testament. Um, And so we would hold to a complementarian position within the church and within the home, meaning Mm -hmm. the husband is to take, the man is to take that role of leadership and Mm -hmm. not in a lordship way where he's lording over any more than the father lords over Jesus. Mm -hmm. You know, you have this order of priority where the son submits to the work of the father Mm -hmm. in the same way the wife submits to the husband. So what we're saying is as a pastor's wife, that means you're not necessarily the pastor by any means, but you are married to the pastor. Right. So that puts you, unfortunately, in a very unique and, like you said, an awkward position mm-hmm. where some of the expectations of the pastor are thrown onto the wife, mm-hmm. you know, and maybe yeah. that's a bad ecclesiology, a bad uh, or a misinterpretation of the New Testament and believing that Galatians 3.28 means that, oh, there's no male or female. So now everyone, right. even though that text is talking about salvation, mm-hmm. not roles, um, you know, we, we still can get that messed up. So... Yeah, so let's jump into it. Let's jump into these questions. Let's do it. All right, so um, you want me to ask, and then you'll do sure. one, and then you ask, and I'll do one? Yes, or am just, I just ask gonna... them. Who cares? All right. <laughs> so this this is a good one. As a, uh, um, as a pastor and husband, do you directly oversee your wife, or do other pastors do that? Hmm. So I think the idea here is, um, you know, should the senior pastor who the wife is married to mm-hmm. Be, be the one she directly reports to for 
questions or oversight or if she's on staff Mm -hmm. doing something maybe you know a lot of times the pastor's wife is automatically especially in church planting we see almost like it's a given that she has to be the kids minister or she has to be the the keyboard player, backup singer, or you know the the worship leader. No, it's all the above, isn't it? Right. <laughs> Check all the greeter, the kids ministry, the worship. Yeah, yeah. And we get it in a church plant. Everyone wears multiple hats. Yeah, and that's expected. we got to do what needs to get done. Yeah, we're yeah. There setting up chairs and doing coffee and doing teardown and. I would say you know it it kind of just depends on the structure of the church you're at, right? Yeah. So like our church. We have you, and then we have another elder pastor. Mm-hmm. Um, some churches may have, you know, a whole administrative team that handles the leaders of that church. Right. And the pastor, you know, is the teaching pastor, and he does other stuff. So I would say whatever the other leaders in the church are doing is what the pastor's wife would do. Yeah. Um, she's not given special treatment just because she's the, you know, the lead pastor's wife. Mm-hmm. I would, you know, I would say that she would do whatever every other leader is doing. So she doesn't have like a free pass and kind of a, a like a get out of jail free or like a bypass of the hierarchy. She gets to just skate around it. I mean, I don't think they should. Right. No, I don't. I don't. I I don't expect myself to do that. You yeah. know, um, you know, well, and I, you've set up you've just for a minute, like you've set up such a good, I think, um, template for future what because we're in a church plant situation we're five years in but Mm -hmm. what we've really thought through is how do we set up these positions to kind of build up the position build up the the structure of it and then hand it off to someone else and so because you have subordinated yourself in that way to say i am creating this role now i can hand this role off easily Mm. you know you you automatically have made it um like set it up for success which i think is cool oh That's cool. So thanks. Remember the time you were the kids minister (laughs) and you were so overwhelmed with doing kids ministry and everything else. And I saw, I saw that. And, and basically we've shared this before. Have we shared this at a, I think we have maybe in one one other podcast, but but I don't remember. Basically, you know, came to that decision, like this epiphany that I needed to fire you, Yeah. you know, in a loving way. I just, you would have never stepped down from that role if I didn't. No, where there's a need. There's always a need. You were willing to do it. So I had to kind of shake you out of that and say, listen, I need you to set up this role and not do it anymore. Mm -hmm. Let's, let's create a, a void so that someone else will step up and do that. And they did. And it's been great. Ever yeah, since. you sat down and you were like, I'm sorry, but I have to fire you. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, from what? <laughs> um, yeah. And, and you said, I don't want you doing anything except what the Lord has gifted you to do and you desire to do within the church. Right. And you basically took it all away from me. You're like, nope, no more. Um, and yeah, I that was awesome. That was, that was amazing. That needed to be done because you do just... Especially with a church plant, mm-hmm. you know, you're all in and you love what God's called you to. You love the community that you're called to. So you're just going to do whatever you need to do to serve the people. Yeah. And you don't realize sometimes, you know, how much you're kind of doing until, you know, your husband sees it and says, whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa, let's stop. But so. see, I think it's so important just for, for every pastor's wife right now to hear this. Your calling is to be the wife of your husband. And to be the mother, if you have children, the mother right. of your children. Yep. And if you're a grandmother, to be the grandmother to your grandkids. Mm-hmm. And then if God has gifted you and God has called you and God has opened the door of opportunity to serve somewhere and you love doing that or there's a need or a niche that you can fit, 
then do that. But there, there should not be an expectation from your husband or from any staff or any people in the church right. that you are supposed to, right. because you're the pastor's wife, right. you're supposed to lead the women's Bible study. Right. You're supposed to sing. You're supposed to and be there really on the front row every And that's really hard ground to maneuver. That's yeah. really hard ground to maneuver because I've had those pressures and I've had those expectations on me. Yeah. And you, you want to do the best that you can for the Lord. And we're created, right, as... Um, as wives to be our husband's helpmate. And so when you see that there's a need or you see there's areas that you can help him in the calling that the Lord has on his life, you want to do that. Um, And, you know, but there's got to be a time where you come and you go, you know what? No, those are not healthy expectations for people to have on me. And I really need to let that go um, because it hurts, you know, but there's growth in that pain. So, well, and I think we, we realized after that, like, your your giftings are in some some variety of different ways, you know. So yeah, kind of um, being willing to, you know, zoom out and, and look at that. So all right, here's a question for you: Should a pastor's wife confide in her husband when women in the church are speaking against her, or at what point would it be considered gossip if she shares with him? So mm. so should she confide in in her husband, the pastor, if women are speaking against her? Um. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, he's the pastor of the church, but he's your husband and he's your best friend first. Right. Um, so I wouldn't go. I mean, we've, we've, this, we've, this has happened to us before. Um, so I can just share kind of what I've done um, is anytime there's sin in the church, the, the leadership needs to be made aware of it. Yeah. You know, this, this sin happens to be specifically to the pastor's wife, but I think, yes, yeah, absolutely. I think there's, there's twofold here. I think there's a part where you go to your husband, um, as his wife and as his best friend and say, you know, please pray for me. Um, you know, I'm hurt because somebody has been talking about me and somebody has been gossiping, gossiping about me Yeah, and you get prayer and you get comfort and you get counsel you know, how, how should I move forward from here? What should I do? Yeah. Um, and so the other part is, okay, there's also sin in the camp and how, you know, how should I deal with that? You know, and that, that goes back with the council. But I think anytime you're going to your spouse, your husband, and you're sharing with him that somebody's gossiping or slandering you, um, it's all, you're always sharing the grievances of that. You're not, gossiping about those people who are gossiping about you. So you're not meeting slander with slander. You're saying, this is what's happening and I don't know how to respond and my feelings are hurt. I need comforting and I need, I need wisdom. Um, But you're not, I'm not going to you saying, I can't believe someone so just gossiped about me and then gossip about that person. Well, I would say (laughs) if if you're speaking to your husband and wife, it's not gossip. No, absolutely not. You know what I mean? So that even, even in like, I understand the question, but I think, we have to kind of realize that that when a husband and wife are dialoguing and praying together, as they share some of these confidences with one another, that's not gossiping. No, that is not gossip. So, but I stand as a Christ follower before I am a wife. Right. And so I, as a Christ follower, would not slander that person, mm-hmm. you know, or gossip about that person to yeah. you because I want to live a righteous yeah. life before the Lord, yeah. right? But no, going to you and saying what's happened or sharing what you've heard that somebody has told you that is not gossip to your spouse. No. And I think as a husband, we have to, 
not, I had good counsel one time, like, we can't go out and, and defend our wives and fight all these fires in our passion. Like, well, I'm here to defend my wife. We, we, sometimes these things get settled mm-hmm. through just a listening ear, through prayer, through, hey, I'm so sorry, sweetie, how can I be an encouragement to you? Instead of like, well, let me go, you know, deal with that family right away, mm-hmm. you know? So there's, there's a little bit of a delicacy that, that we as, as husbands, you know, we're pastors, yes, but we're also husbands. So listen to your wife. Love your wife, sit with your wife, counsel your wife, and then just kind of pray that things will get worked out. Right. So. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Do you have a question? Um, sure. Let's see what the next one is. Oh, boy. Um, which one should we choose? <laughs> How does she handle helping her husband when she's tired, as I'm sure this happens? Yeah. Well, well, it definitely happens. Yeah. For sure. I mean, I don't know if I can answer that, but um, I think we're, we're always going to grow weary. You know, we're always going to be tired. There's going to be moments where um, we're overwhelmed. But you've always done a, just to use you as an example, you, you've always followed up with me like, is there anything you need help with in the church? You know, and we kind of identified that beyond kids ministry, yes, or singing, like some of your strengths are quality assurance, like looking at the, the big picture, looking at each ministry and kind of recapping it. So you've helped me like talk through some things, you know, mm-hmm. like this is an area we can focus on. Um, hey, what about this? Um, and, you know, in our last episode, we talked about refilling your cup mm-hmm. and the importance of, you know, having that time, that downtime together and having yeah, that, time, that time away and time away and refreshment. Mm-hmm. And so um, I would say like, you know, as a wife, um, just, just realizing that you're finite, you know, that you have a limit mm-hmm. and that there's, there's certain things that you can't do. But again, as we talked about in the last episode, maybe you're trying to do too much. Maybe you're trying to fulfill all these roles. Mm-hmm. And I've seen some pastor's wives do that where they're like, they're in, their hands are in every ministry. They're, they're involved in every little area. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you need to know what you're capable of doing and what your lane is mm-hmm. and stick to your lane. Right. Right. And, and you're not the pastor. Um, so kind of like be, be content with where God's called you. Don't get out of your lane. You know, if if God's put you in that lane, then, then fulfill it. But you know, maybe you're tired because you're trying to do too much is what I would say. How would you answer that? Yeah. I think sometimes you're just tired because you're human (laughs) and you know, you're, you're a wife, you're a mom, you have kids at home, you know, you're juggling ministry and, uh, and just life and you're just, you just get tired. Um, and I think there has to be a measure of grace. From your husband, you know, um, who's the pastor to say, you know, whoa, if you're tired, you know, like we said at the beginning, like our only expectation is to be, you know, your wife and the mom to our children. Um, And so as long as those two things, you know what I mean, are being cared for um, and looked after, then rest, Yeah. you know, rest in the fact that it's okay to be tired. Right. And it's okay to not be okay. Right. Um, and your husband is, you know, hopefully going to, you know, give you a measure of grace and help you in that time of being weary and um, and tired. And so maybe that's that's a good kind of like uh, flag to say, okay, I need to stop. Maybe you need to go away for a night together and refill your cup. Maybe you need to, you know, go to the beach for a couple hours by yourself while um, he takes the kids, you know. Um, just to to get that time of of being refreshed and to learn how to say no um, and really evaluate. You know, that's kind of a general question. What's making you tired? Is it the ministry? Is it just life? Is it, 
a certain thing yeah, um, that, job yeah, is, yeah, is it something that you can maybe start saying no to and kind of reevaluate mm-hmm. um, your schedule? Maybe you're just too busy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, there should be definitely a measure of grace. Um, life is life. We get tired and, yeah. you know, we need to be able to say no or to stay home from an event or, um, you know, whatever. Yeah. Communicate. Communication is key. Yes. Just communicate with each other. Talk to each other. Share things with each other always. Yes. Well, we have two more questions, so I'll ask you one, then you ask me one. Um, <laughs> I thought you were asking the questions in this episode. <laughs> I know. Well, we're kind of bouncing them around. Um, so this person said, someone once told us that you should always leave a sense of mystery between you and your congregation, meaning there should never be any couples in the church that you're really close with. Do you agree? Is it okay to have close friends within the church? Should you feel a close relationship, even with leadership? Um, so... You want, you want me, me to, to do this one? Yeah, or you, you? Do this one. Um, I don't know. I have I actually haven't heard that to leave a sense of mystery. Um I don't think there's a right or wrong to that answer. Right. Um I have been to so many pastors conferences where pa- I've heard pastors wives say um a variety of things. Yes, I have close friends in the church. No, I don't have any close friends in the church. Yeah. Um I think it just depends on your congregation, your church. Um, there's so many different elements to that. I know um, some pastors' wives that are really good friends with the other leaders' wives, and they have that in common, you know, uh, just the burden and the joy of ministry. And so they share that together, and that just automatically brings them a bond and a closeness. Yeah. Um, but I do know other women who, you know, aren't, aren't super close with anybody in the church. I think it just depends on... Yeah your church and who is there. I don't think there's a right or a wrong. Um, I do think in all things we're Christ follower first. I know I said that earlier, but we should be living biblically. Um, And so as, uh, as a wife, no matter if I have a a good friend in the church or outside of the church, I'm always going to be mindful of how I carry myself, um, how I talk about um, our relationship, right? Um, I'm always going to make sure um, that I'm respecting you at the city gate, even in my close friendships. Um, and so, well, flesh that out for a minute. So, so you're with you're with some girls. Mm-hmm. You're with some girlfriends. So that's they they're like. So mm-hmm. tell us more. Right. Yeah. Well, what are in the church? Not 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 other pastors' wives that you're friends <clears> with across <throat> the country or across the state or right. in the same city. I'm talking about ladies in the church. Yeah. That that your husband is pastoring. Yeah, I have found to me that it doesn't work well. <laughs> I'll just speak from my experience. Yeah. Um, people want you to be real. They want you to be vulnerable. But the minute you are, they want you to be righteous and they don't want to know your flaws. Um, yeah. So it's, it, it is a hard line to, to, to walk sometimes. Um, I would say that um, in the area of friendship, um, I love Proverbs 12, 26. It said the righteous should choose his friends carefully mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> for the way of the wicked leads them astray. And the idea here that Gusick says is that this is good advice for both the righteous and those who have the wisdom to seek after righteousness. It has been rightly said, show me your friends and I will show you your future. <clears throat> so yeah. I think if you're going to choose those close friends, choose them wisely. Yeah. And are they women that you are praying with? Are they women that are exhorting you in your walk with the Lord? Um, if they are, they're not going to be women of gossip. They're not going to be women who want you to vent to them about your junk. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, they're going to 
they're going to want to, um, you know, walk in the way of righteousness with you and come alongside you in the work of the ministry. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that you're not known by them and that you're not, there's not a level of intimacy with them. <coughs> right. But, but really what, what it really comes down to is that, that the deepest level of friendship you really may not necessarily have with the people in your congregation because of that, because there's this unfortunate thing of putting the pastor and his wife up on a pedestal. Mm-hmm. And we don't want the pedestal. Right. We don't seek the pedestal, mm-hmm. but it's there in some people's <clears throat> minds. And so what we have found is very helpful is to be, we said it before in our pilot episode, mm-hmm. be friendly to all, but you know, we're gonna be we're gonna choose our friends. And mm-hmm. for us, the closest <coughs> friendships where people really get it are people who are also in the same role. So if you're a youth pastor and youth pastor's wife, those tend to be the friendships that you'll find the deepest connected connectivity to. For us, it's other church planners or other lead right. pastors and their wives. So And yeah, and I, I mean I have some really great close friends that I do share things with. So if we're, you know, if we're going through something and I just need prayer and need some godly counsel, you know, I have women that I can say, hey, you know, pray for me or, you know, I need I need some wisdom here in this situation, yeah. <clears throat> whether it's, you know, with our marriage or with parenting or um, or just with life. Right. Yeah. Um, or if we get in a fight. Yep, that's the person that I know who I'm calling. Right, exactly. And I'm asking for him to pray for me, and same with you. Right, so. and I have just found through experience that doesn't work well when it's people in the church. Yeah, and again, there could be a, a, a circumstance and an exception to that, but for for the general rule. So to answer the question, I would not say that it's never okay to have a friend in the church. Right. It depends on the fellowship, mm-hmm. but you might find it a little easier and a little more right. um, honest to have a friend who is in that same role at another church. Right, exactly. And like I said, I have friends who are both, you know, um, pastor's wives at a church, and they're both really good friends. And I'm sure that they pray and they share things with each other. And, yeah, you know, that's awesome. Um, All right, here's our last question. What would you say to a pastor's wife who feels like she struggles with not fitting the stereotype? Like if a pastor's wife is a great one-on-one disciple maker, but really doesn't feel any calling to lead women's ministry and many of the other typical things that comes with being a pastor's wife. Then I would say it's okay not to fit the stereotype. (laughs) So um, we were just talking about this. So there's three, three types of pastor's wife. Um, what you were saying, right? So there's a pastor's wife who is totally in there with the, with her husband. She's doing whatever needs to be done. Um, Leading the women's Bible study. Whatever it is. Yeah. Kids ministry, worship, right? Okay. But it's expected that she leads the ladies' Bible study, and she's the overseer of the women's ministry. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's expected, or that's, what, that's the type of yeah. pastor's wife she is? Both. Okay, yeah. So <clears throat> that would be probably where I would lean more toward. Right. Like I'm like all in, what do you need, honey? I'm going to help you do it. Sure. You know, whatever. Um, then you have the opposite of that where the pastor's wife doesn't do anything. Maybe she's even got an outside job. You know, she's no desire to do ladies ministry. Maybe she might serve in the kids ministry once a month, but maybe raising her kids and just focused on that. Right. And it could be seasonal. She might be doing that for a season. Sure. Um, but then you have the in-between. Yeah. And you have maybe the the pastor's wife who's a little bit of both, right? Yeah. Um, and I, I always strive to try to find that middle of the road, right? Where, okay, I'm only going to do as much ministry as my kids will let me, but I'm also going to be there as much as my husband needs me. Yeah. Um, but I think, you know, I would just say don't worry about stereotypes. 
I would say, remember in Genesis, we were created to be the helpmate to our husband, whether that means he works at the local Walmart or he's the CEO of a company or he's the pastor of a church. Um, You're his helpmate. And that's going to look different um, depending on who you are and who he is and the needs that he has. And some pastors don't need as much. Right. From their wives, you know, maybe they already have like men around them that they've started the church with, or maybe um, he's coming on to an established church already, or like us, we've started two churches. So it just, it all is going to look a little differently. I would say as long as you're communicating with your husband Mm -hmm. and you're saying, what do you need help with? How can I be a blessing to you? How can I help you? That's the, that is the main thing. Um, I had somebody years and years ago ask me, um, you know, Jenny, I I don't really feel, you know, called to ministry. My husband is. <clears throat> He's a full-time pastor. But I don't really, like, I, I'm not called to the same, like, specific pastoral ministry that he was doing. What do I do? <clears throat> and I said, well, I don't think you need to focus on what specific ministry your husband's been called to pastor. I think you need to come alongside of him and just be his helpmate. Yeah. You know, continue to love him, continue to serve him, continue to be his wife, be the mom, you know, the mom of your children and then help him in any any way that you can in that role. Right. Um so But unfortunately, people have their stereotypes. They and do. You've experienced this. Yes, unfortunately, I have. a person came to you at one point years and years ago and that conversation was awkward. Yeah, it was actually really hurtful and and completely awkward. Yeah, I, I had a lady come to me and um, she knew that I, you know, was basically nominated to be the president of the, you know, PTO at our kids' school. And uh, she'd come to me and said, you know, I just have a question for you. And I'm like, yeah, what? <laughs> and uh, thinking I'm going to minister to her or something. And she says, I just don't, I don't know how you can be the PTO president of your kid's school, but you don't even lead a ladies' Bible study at our church. And I was just like... Yeah, and she had no idea that we were so excited to have you in that role, representing our family, being yeah. there for our kids, advancing the the mission of the school. Right. You know, such a great need for our family at that time and such a great need for our community mm-hmm. at the school. And yet this mom is going to come and throw her... You know, her opinion or her stereotype of what you're supposed to be doing and project that on you. Right. Yeah. We handled it like a champ. Um, What I what I would say is like that may change where the husband, the pastor's needs are are at the time. Those might change over time. And, And I remember for me when we were in Tampa, you know, I worked full time. I had a second job and I had the church. At one point I had a third job. Mm-hmm. And so for a little season, when you and I were talking, mm-hmm. the need that I had was for you to help for just a season and work a little bit. Mm-hmm. And you did. You stepped out and began working a little bit part time. And that was only for a window, maybe what, nine months or so? Mm-hmm. Man, that was such a relief to, to know we were bringing in some more income to get out of the, you know, financial problem we were in. And so it, it might change. It might fluctuate. It might be a ministry thing. It might be a, a family thing. But yeah, your right. calling is to be my wife and to be the mother of our, our children first. And if there's an open role that you feel called to, it doesn't necessarily mean you have to, thou must lead the women's ministry or be the you know lead singer or the backup singer or the keyboard player in the right. band. I would say, yeah, definitely you know, have the, the freedom to do what you're gifted in um, <clears throat> and what the Lord's put on your heart. 
Um, but I would also encourage you not to hide behind um, fear um, yeah. or, you know, just not wanting to do something because you've never done it before or because, you know, it's unknown territory for you yeah. or because you're wrestling with fear. Um, I would say communicate with your husband and um, and it's okay not to fit that stereotype, yeah. you know. And I would say, like, we as pastors, we need to be careful that we are not expecting the pastor's wife, it's not like you get a freebie. It's not like you get two for one. You know, like if we bring on the youth <laughs> pastor on right. staff, it's not like, oh, I also get his wife on staff. That That is not, that is a, a bad expectation. So you're not getting the pastor and his wife as a freebie thrown in. Mm-hmm. If she wants to serve somewhere, then she'll do it through the normal normative channels that the church has set up. But, but we need to make sure that we're not, you know, expecting the the person on staff to um, have their wife jump in and, and fill that role and be you know a two for one right freebie. exactly yeah so, well listen um, this has been an incredible season we've enjoyed all of the feedback we've gotten from you if you haven't given us feedback please leave us a review on iTunes send us an email let us know if you've been uh, ministered to you've been blessed and make sure you you share this podcast with others we want others to benefit from this if it's a benefit to you so. It's been a blessing, and we're excited for what's coming up next season. Yeah. We'll give some teaser kind of ideas on, on uh, during the summer of what's coming. But um, Some I, summer surprises coming up. And if we haven't answered your question or you have questions, keep sending them in yeah. um, because we will get to them. We will have some more Q&As. Um, and if you wanted us to go a little bit deeper into one of the questions that we answered today, email us and let us know. We'd love to communicate with you guys. Yeah. Exactly. Very cool. Well, until next season, (laughs) stay married. And in ministry. Peace.